First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working on it for a while. Hello, podcasters. I'm your girl, Alexia. No. Hello, podcasters. Welcome back, or welcome to I'm Your Girl. Oh my gosh, you guys. Let me try it again. Hello, podcasters. Welcome back, or welcome to I Don't Care the Podcast. I'm your girl, Alexia Stefano. There we go. I don't know why I struggled so hard with that right now, but clearly I did. If you guys are watching and the camera's shaking a little bit, it's because I'm moving you. Oh, well, that's good enough. Hi, hello, how are you? We are halfway into December. Can we believe 2023 is coming to an end? It's kind of really crazy to think about. Um, This year has sort of just flown by ridiculously fast. And a lot has happened, but also nothing has happened. Career-wise for me, it's been a flunk. Nothing's happened. Can we be shocked? No. The industry has been on strike. Um, and, you know, with that, there has been slim to no work to be done. I've auditioned, like, maybe since the strike started, six times, maybe. Really not much. Whereas, without the strike, I audition much more often, which obviously I prefer that's what I prefer but personally I went to San Francisco I went to Sabrina Carpenter Sam Smith Beyonce I wrote a short film that I'm really excited about I've been writing a a TV show pilot that I'm also really excited about um, which really won't be a thing for a while but it's just exciting to like you know be able to create your own piece of work like you know not every singer is a writer and not every writer is a singer and not every book gets turned into a movie but not every author can write a book that gets published and Not every movie is a good movie and so on and so forth. So for me, like to be able to write a body of work or multiple body of bodies of work that I'm actually really proud about and excited for and know deep down are good. Um, yeah, it's exciting and it's it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, otherwise in my life, like. Yeah, so many things have happened and it's unfortunate, you know, that we're ending off a decent year, so tragically, but we don't create life. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know, you know, anything, really. So 
I didn't, obviously, I didn't know that a year was going to end this way. In fact, on our calendar, we were supposed to, and, and the plan was on Christmas Day to go to my grandma's house. She was going to host my grandma who passed away. So on our calendar, it says, you know, DeStefano's for dinner. And unfortunately, now that's crossed out. And our plans have changed for Christmas Day. Um, yeah, so... And I mean, you know, everything that happened with my dad 11 years ago was already proof enough that time is short and that you really have to be meaningful with the time that we do have. And this only proves that more. And... Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but everything that happens, there is a meaning or a reason behind it. It's not clear yet what exactly that is. It came to me much later after my dad's passing where I was like, oh, like, you know, this was for this or this happened because of this and I'm sure that will happen with this, you know, maybe in five years, they'll be like, this had to happen in order for this to be the case. Um, like with my dad, you know, it was going to happen regardless. But, you know, me finding my voice, who I'm supposed to be, what my passion is, um, having sort of the freedom now to be able to follow my dreams you know maybe my dad wouldn't have been so accepting like my mom is um or willing to sort of take a risk with me you never know maybe he would have you know already flown me to LA and got me an agent there who knows probably not probably definitely not but you know we never know Anyways, this episode is going to be, well, we've kind of got um, quite a few things to touch on, and I don't want to say it's going to be a lighthearted episode, because to be honest, it's not going to be. It's not going to be really an episode centered around me either. It We've got, um, there's a lot to talk about in the world, and it's important to talk about it. But first, we are going to do our listen bitch affirmations together. Uh, let's get into it. We've honestly been doing pretty good with these. I'm very impressed with the cards that are in here. Okay, let me shuffle them up. I also like the illustrations on each card. They're quite cute. Okay, this one's calling my name. Okay. Listen, bitch. Your ending is still unwritten. It's never too late to create a life you love. <gasps> These cards, I'm telling you. They listen. It's from the universe. Affirmations. Um, you know, you attract things. And I attracted this card because what did I literally just say? I just said, 
time is so short. We need to be cautious and meaningful with the choices and decisions we make. And this is true with that statement as well. Your ending is still unwritten. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what the end looks like for any of us. Um, we don't know when that's going to be. We don't know if we have a hundred years or two. We don't know anything. It's never too late to create a life you love. I mean, the Golden Bachelor is a really good example of this too because these are people that are older who are looking to find love. And given, you know, an opportunity at an older age. Or you see people on America's Got Talent, um, American Idol, The Voice, who are older, who said, like, I have this dream and I want to make it happen. Or you see people who are children who tell their parents, Mom, I want to do this when I'm when I'm older or I want to start doing it now. Put me in lessons put me in classes, get me an agent, this and that. No matter how old or how young you are, it's never a bad time to start. And this is what I say with retinol and sunscreen. Retinol and sunscreen paired together especially, right? Are a duo for your skin that will thank you. And starting it young, me, it can only benefit me in the future. So, fucking do it. Also, though, um, whether it be a passion or a partner or starting a family or literally whatever it is that you feel will create that sense of love and happiness in your life, I mean... We think about, I think about it all the time. Like, why is it so hard or easier to push that aside and be like, I'm going to do this instead and I'm not going to do this. And it's, I think it's like a sense of rejection. People get scared that if you try so hard to achieve your goal and it doesn't happen that you failed or it rejected you. But isn't it way more scary to, like, not try and to be like, what if your whole life? Like, imagine being 80 years old and being like, what if I just tried? Versus being 80 years old, knowing you tried damn well, maybe weren't so successful in the way you hoped, but then were able to move on from it, heal and sort of grieve it, and... Find happiness in something else. Joy in something else. Or, better yet, what's going to happen to me is try your dang hardest, become successful, and then when you're 80, you go, thank God I tried because it was the best decision I ever made for myself because it worked. Just a thought. But not trying seems like the worst option because you're never going to know You're never going to know if it worked. And I think this is why so many people who are older do go on, 
you know, TV shows or start later to achieve those goals is because they're fucking tired of thinking about the what ifs. What if I did this? What if I did that? What if I tried? And they're like, I'm fed up. I'm just going to give it a shot now. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, whatever. I lived a great life. I don't know. Just whatever it is, your end is unwritten. Don't know what it's going to be. It's never too late to start. It's never too early to start. If it's something you're passionate about. Um... I mean, unless it is too early, like obviously within limits and with common sense, I say all this. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a good way to end that listen, bitch affirmation. Thank you guys for tuning in to another advice segment with me. It's always fun. All right. Before we get into what I sort of want to get into, I just have to say, okay, because I don't get it. Last week or two weeks ago, I can't remember, I think two weeks ago, we talked about all the hate towards Rachel and her career and how she has everything she says gets twisted and manipulated into something that it wasn't. And that is just completely uncalled for. Now, something else that gets a lot of hate that I in particular actually enjoy a lot is the reality, the new competition show that I'm sure you're all familiar with, Squid Games. I'm sorry that I'm on episode eight and I'm thoroughly enjoying it, that my heart starts to race when someone I like is almost going home or something bad might be happening or the excitement I get to find out what competition is next or how, you know, one of those eliminations in the room are going to go down. It's good. It's good. Like, for what it's meant to be, it's good. Is it groundbreaking? No. Is it the best game show ever? Definitely not. But was it smart? A good thing to capitalize on? I mean, everyone loved the show Squid Games. And yeah, the show was kind of about, like, exactly not doing this but i think it i think it's fun and it's lighthearted. do i care to hear people in the confessional not at all like every time it goes to someone in that like confessional room to talk i don't give a fuck but it's a good show i mean when the stakes are high when a lot of money is on the line and when people are competing and you know, playing a political game against each other, it's fun to watch. So all this judgment towards it saying that it's just a bad show, that the people are really annoying, that uh, it sucks in general, you're wrong. Again, it's not great. Like, it's not the best thing I've ever seen. 
I just don't understand why there's so much unnecessary hate all of a sudden with everything in the world. Why can't we just watch something and be like, yeah, that's fine. That's good. I'm entertained. Why does it have to be like cinema every time? Not everything could be cinema. And not to mention, okay, because this really grinded my gears, was if I'm going to tell you to watch something that is groundbreaking, amazing, the best thing I've ever seen, (coughs) bottoms, don't you dare, I'm talking to someone specifically here, don't you dare tell me it's a shit movie. That's like, that's like spitting in my face. You just spat in my face. Are you wrong? A hundred percent. Do I know you're wrong? A thousand percent. Do I really give a shit? No, because you're stupid. And like your comedy sense is clearly fucked up. And the fact that you don't like bottoms tells me a lot about you. I'm talking about my brother. And so, and he probably can hear me. And so, I just think, I just think, if you can't find the humor and the beauty in a movie like Bottoms, then you honestly don't deserve to judge any, any, any TV show, any movie. Because the bar is now set so low for for just like your opinion. Because when the best thing I've ever seen is shit to you, you become shit to me. It's just how passionate I am about bottoms. And I'm not saying Squid Games, the challenge show, is on this level. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's the scum of my shoe in comparison. I'm just saying there's so much unnecessary hate towards the show that really isn't hard to watch. Now, if you find it boring, fine. Like, I find shows that people think are good boring, too, sometimes. But, I mean, for what it's supposed to be, it's not bad. Just thought I'd say that. Plus, um, what I will say, though, the part that I do find annoying and dumb is that the players now on social media think they're like Kim Kardashian. They're like, I am player 249 and I am the best and you have to follow my TikTok and watch my journey as I tell you all the behind the scenes of my time on Squid Game as player 249. It's like at the end of the day, you're still a nobody, respectfully, and You're not an influencer now because you were on this show. Just like the people of Big Brother don't automatically become influencers after the show. I mean, they might try, but they're not trying this hard. Same thing with um, Survivor. Like these people, you don't really see them getting off Survivor and Big Brother and like, going jumping onto TikTok and being like, I am this person from this and let me tell you everything that happened because because I don't want this to end because the, it's hyped right now and if I, I need to capitalize on it or else nobody's going to like me anymore and what else do I have except for being player 249 and 
just like, ah, you're in our faces. Just like go away a little bit because at the end of the day, you were just player 249 and nobody cares. Also, I'm not hating on player 249. That's just the number that came to mind. I don't even know who was player 249. But I think collectively everybody hated player 432. Though I will say he was a fine man. Very good looking. But the ego, the ego was there. And that was, wow. I think he said, I think he said at one point, actually, I wrote down a quote he said that I thought was so funny. Um, it just like, it was so, it was, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It was just one of the weirdest things I ever heard. He said, Jesus had to compete. That means I have to compete. What? Jesus had to compete. That means I have to compete. Like that, this, this is what I mean. Like this, that's what he said. He said that. Tell me what that means. Let me know. Tom, Jesus didn't play in Squid Games. You did not have to do anything Jesus had to do. And, <laughs> and that's what you got to compete for in life? I just, that quote didn't make sense. And, and then he said at one point something like, I don't have an ego. I'm just the most confident and best competitor ever like he said something like that he's like I don't have an ego but I'm just so amazing like my confidence is through the roof because I'm the best player in the house and blah 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 like <laughs> I'm just contradicting um but like I said he's a good looking guy and you know that made it easier to hear his dumb comments but as a whole, I liked the old man and the old man young and Steven. Steven and the old man. I did not do not. Spoilers. Oh. Oh my goodness. He wants calling everyone. Oh my God. You did this to yourself. I didn't know. <laughs> She never FaceTimes me. I always I FaceTime her. Don't. I was like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's chat. Well, well you know, you want to you wanna know what I was talking about? What? Squid Games. Oh, did you watch the reality show? I'm on episode eight. Oh, I haven't watched it, so. I was just saying that um, the show in general gets a lot of hate, and I'm actually thoroughly entertained while watching it. Reality show? Yes. Yeah, like people say, like, like the contestants, like now, like coming out and talking about the drama that happened that, and like things like that. But I haven't, I don't know anything about it. Well, that's what I was saying is like now everyone is going on TikTok and it feels like they're trying too hard. They're like, I was player 18 and like this is what happened to me and like you need to like me because like this is what happened and I was player 18. Yeah, I feel like, you know how nowadays, like, and uh, tell me, in this Squid Games, was 
are all the contestants like a variety of like ages or are they all like more young people i would say it's like a pretty decent blend of ages except like obviously there's one really old guy who left and um everyone is sorry how many are there it started with over 430 people. Insanity, bro. That's so crazy. And then they played Red Light. Red Light, Green Light, yeah. And it brought it down to like 270-ish people. Damn. Uh, in the, and was that the first game? Yeah. Oh, Lord. And now I'm on episode eight, and there are 20 people left, and they're playing the glass game. Oh, I don't, I didn't really watch the first, the real squid game. I oh. watched the, like, latter half, like, the second half of the season of the first squid games. And, like, I saw a couple of the games that I missed, like, red light, green light on TikTok, and just clips of the show and stuff. So, like, I know some of the games, but the glass game, I can't really recall. Okay, I'll explain it. It's the game that is, like, a bridge, but it's made of glass. And it's a 50-50 chance that oh, you step. Yeah, 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 where you jump, like, between the two and, like, you follow the person behind you and you have to make it in a certain time. Yeah. Oh, that, I like that one. That one was good. I did watch that. I was like, oh, it's so cute, like, in the show because I'm like, my heart's racing, bro. And, like, at that point in the real show, like, they were... Not everyone mattered, but, like, your faves were there, and it was like, damn, like, they could die. Yeah, exactly. And it does suck that... Okay, no, 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 let me rephrase. It does not suck that they are not dying, but it does take some of the, like, oh, shitness away. I heard none of that. Okay, okay. I said, I'm not glad... Sorry, I'm glad they're not dying, but it does take some of the oh shitness away, like the suspense. Yeah, well, fair enough. It's honestly so like I remember I was gonna I was gonna start it, but like I I didn't only because I was like it's just a little too like it's a little too like meta for me mm-hmm. because it's like the real show is like a commentary on like capitalism and how the wealth gap and like how we're in such horrible times right now that like people will literally risk their lives for money and the fact that like society just went on to be like now let's play a little game to make all these poor people play for money like did did we not watch the show you know but i I might give it a chance because i heard it was really good yeah like i personally where i'm at i have enjoyed it because like at the end of the day I like a competition game regardless. I love a competition show. So, why wouldn't I give this one a shot? Yeah. And, girl, $5 million to one person? Yeah, bitch. Sign me up. Sign me up. I am there. That's crazy. Yeah. That's actually crazy. Can you imagine? That person's rich, rich. Like, after taxes, what are you walking away with? $3 million? Girl. You know, look, it's three million American dollars. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off right now. You're that's you. You put that away in the night in the right way. You're set for life. That's crazy. Yep. So yeah, I'll play a couple games for that. I'll play, I'll play a game or two. 
You want me to play with some marbles? I will play with some marbles. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last thing I watched before where I'm at now was um, they all got like a reward and it was a picnic. And because they don't get like good food. Oh, right. Oh, I hate that. How long are they there? I actually can't tell. So they all like buddied up with someone that they want to have this picnic with. Um, But what they didn't know was that the person you choose to buddy up with, you have to compete against in the next challenge. Oh, that's fucked up. So you, everyone's picking their besties. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a mother-son duo. Oh no! Talk about splitting your half, your chances in half. Yeah, and so you're not gonna. Well, you said you might watch it. I might, but like, don't worry about spoiling anything. So the mom ended up losing, but she did compete her hardest, and she just like lost. Oh wow! Um, but like one team. The, the girl was like, look, I don't feel comfortable doing a throwing competition because it was like a you got marbles in a bag and you could kind of make up whatever game you want, but you have to agree that someone has to go home at the end. Oh, oh uh, it's not like a set challenge. No, you get to create your own game, but you have to agree that someone will go home if this if you lose your game. And so this girl was like, I don't want to do a throwing game. I suggest we do, like, a strategic game. And the guy was like, no, I don't want to do a strategic game. Um, she's like, okay, then why don't we do, like, something sort of in the middle that, you know, blends both of our um, strengths. And he's like, no, I won't do it. And they had 25 minutes total to come up and play with it. And the guy refused, 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 refused. Two minutes left she goes fine we'll just do your throwing game they tie and and she's she's like okay like i should get the win because i got the first point and he was like no absolutely not i'm not giving it to you and they both went home yeah men are so despicable i hate every single one of them oh my god yeah now i'm getting i'm getting all of this like behind the scenes people whatever whatever coming out because you better you bet your ass if that was me i'm coming on tiktok the day that shit drops Mm. fuck this guy he's Mm -hmm. a piece of shit like oh my god and they were both in their like probably between our age i'm sure they were but this one girl she's hard of hearing and uh, she paired with this old man who has hearing aids, and and they sh- they were talking, and she's like, um, yeah, like it's been really nice to like you know teach people sign language in the house, um, and the old man goes, well, you never taught me anything, and she goes, well, it goes both ways, you know, like you have to ask. I'm not just gonna come up to you and start signing to you. And he goes, it just feels kind of weird that you would bring this up right now. 
And she goes, oh, you better watch what you say. Like, you know, you're da- you might you you might go into bad territory here. Like, be careful. And he's like, no, like, I just think it's weird that you would bring something up, like saying you're deaf now. Like, I didn't know you were deaf until now. And she goes, whatever his name is, like, Jeff, like, come on now. And and he's give him a chance. yeah. And he's like, just like it, you could come up to me and do this and it, it can mean nothing. And like, it just feels so weird and timed out like you're trying to get sympathy now. And she's like be careful like she's really like you gotta be careful like you gotta watch what you're saying people will will be really mean to you if you don't choose your words wisely and he's like she knows the internet yeah she knows the internet and this is like an old man right yeah exactly like 60s okay old enough to know better a hundred percent and uh and she's like, oh, no, no. And then he goes, well, you're going to go home soon. So I got nothing to worry about. And guess who sent his ass home? Period. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Old, young, white, black. It doesn't matter. Men are trash. They're despicable. Every single one of them. Every single oh, one. Every single one. But you know what else is despicable that I was telling the podcasters about right before you decided to come on? Mm. How disgusting it is that someone, people, did not like bottoms. I can't. I can't, Alexia. Like, I can't get worked up. I I actually can't. I don't have the energy for it. It's just... uh... Uh, What I said, which is kind of what we spoke about ourselves, was just like, I can't take you seriously now. Like you're, I literally can't take you seriously. Your opinions do not matter anymore. Mm-hmm. If you think the greatest creation is shit, then you, there's everything you say has no substance. Like, what do you even find funny? <laughs> like, I'm confused. As like, if that's not funny, then like, what? What do you laugh at? Well, Matt Rife. Did he find Matt Rife funny? He did not find him funny. Did you watch it? We watched like five minutes. Like the first five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. It's rough, at least for me. I think I could have kept going because I'm just one of those people as soon as I start something, I don't like to turn it off until I finished it. But he turned it off. He goes like... He didn't like it either. Well, he was laughing at jokes but then he goes, but I'm bored now. Yeah, it was boring. <laughs> like, it was, like, like objectively, I just felt like it was boring. Like, I was like, okay. And then <laughs> he made that one joke about the kitchen, right? And, like, the black yeah. eye. And Francesco, like, laughs. And I go, why are you laughing? And he goes, because, <laughs> like, that's a classic joke, like, women in the kitchen. And I'm like, no, but it's also about domestic abuse. And he goes... Oh. Oh. (laughs) Like, it just went over him. He's just like, ha, woman in the kitchen. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. I mean, yeah, like, I I don't really expect much else. Like, it's not like, it's not like, 
it's just not funny. Like that's that's kind of all I got. And I haven't watched whole things, so and maybe it gets funnier. But yeah, it's just not. It's just not it. I don't even mind like a domestic violence joke. Like I don't really mind it. There's no like, there's no one topic that I'm like you can't make jokes about that. Agreed. But it just like, has to be done right and it's funny. Just how you make the joke about it, and like what your point is, like what your what the punchline is, is very important too. Yeah. And like. It was just a lazy joke that was, like, the whole punchline was, like, it's so funny that women get beat up. Which is, like, I'm not even mad. It's just not funny. Like. Exactly. It just, like, wasn't funny. People hate on Amy Schumer. What are your thoughts on her? Because I find her funny. I like her a lot. Okay. Comedy? I don't find her unfunny. Like, I don't think she's not... I think she's okay. Like, she's not the most hilarious person, but I think she's kind of funny. I like her movies, too. Um, she does have the accusation stealing jokes, mm. which, if that's the case, then, like... Doesn't everyone? No, if that's the case, then, like, no... Then no wonder I would find you funny and it's not your jokes. Got it. You know? Especially yeah. as a comedian, like, you kind of have to think of your own jokes, dude. Yeah. But then... Also, as a person, it's fuck Amy Schumer until I die because she's the worst Islamophobic Zionist ever. It's true. Who else is? Um, no, it's not. Oh, I didn't know that. Big, big Zionist. Like he was, he was on his college campus, like handing out Zionism is sexy stickers with his like little Zionist friends. Oh wow! And just liking and saying all these horrible things and like, yeah, he's just the worst. There's someone else, though, a, a girl. It's a girl from Big I know, but I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of, like, someone specific. It's, um, there's lots. That's the shame. I there's know, I know, but there's someone specific who's also on Twitter, just like, rah, rah, rah. Um, I can't. Can Why? Can you give me a genre of person she is? She's no, I know who it is. I just can't can't remember anything about them right now. Like, um, that's your brain just disposing of the useless information. I know. I think. I think maybe. I mean, famous. Okay, I figured that much. Ah, oh, fuck. Also, have you been hearing everything about Selena? Yeah. Like, way to be just a hater on everyone. So funny. She said, I'm not going to pick a side. She's like, I'm not going to pick a side. I'm going to pick none of you. I'm going to pick me. Yeah. and She's she's, she's tired. <laughs> she's tired. And she's like, she's like I'm not being quiet anymore. I'm going to just do me. I think um, Rare Beauty, because some people were like, it's uh, Palestine, you know, friendly. But it's like also Israel fr- friendly. Yeah, I heard that, like, it, let me not even say anything, because I really don't know. Um, I did hear it was, like, Rare Beauty is, like, pro-Israel in some way, but I don't know how, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I, I heard more criticism about, like, people saying how she wasn't speaking out on it, and then she, like, was, like, I just, like, need to take a break from social media, which, like, is, like, okay. <laughs> but more, more than, like, the heavy scene, like, the Benny Blanco stuff and all that. Have I? Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. 
Yes, yes, I have. Where she's like, I'm in love with him. And like, this is my man. Insane. She's like, really like, you know what? Give her a hug. Honestly, if she's in love and she's happy, good for her. She's but like, online and talking all this stuff. She's literally like, why are we talking about the war? I'm in love. No, really. It's like, okay, girl. And did you see someone was just like, so you're like, you want to like leave social media when people are asking you to speak up Palestine, but then you get upset when they're talking about your boyfriend or so. I don't know. You're right. Shit, and she just goes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, girl. I don't even know what the tone was, but whatever it was. Okay, girl. <laughs> And that was it. Like, she left it there. She goes, you're right. Bye. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because it, it's like, you can tell, you can tell when she's running her social medias versus her team. For sure. And you know her team is having a panic attack right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then at the same time, they're like, it's okay, guys. Like, she's Selena. Like, at the end of the day, like, everybody loves Selena Gomez from Disney. And, like, she's Taylor's bestie. And, like... Also, where's Taylor in all of this? Oh, my God. Have you seen the Taylor Swift Times? Um, I did with her cats. Did you read it? No, I didn't read it. I didn't read it either. But, like, I heard, I, I listened to people on TikTok read it. And, like, period. Honestly, go ahead. Did you see that Jennifer Lopez interview where she was asked, like, who do you think should be woman of the year? And she goes, oh. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's deserved for Taylor, but, like, you could tell she wanted to be, like, me. Yeah, like, she was, I feel like she was just kind of like, uh, well, Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just fucking say, say Taylor, but, like. But can I just say, it could equally have been Beyonce. It sure could have. They, they came out with the most influential people or women of the year or the decade or, I don't know, probably the year. Um, and the list was number one was Taylor Swift. Number two was, I think, Oprah. Honestly, I'm not sure. So I don't know who number two was. And then Beyonce was number three. Uh, don't I we? Feel like I can't really talk. You know how, like, we had the thing about bottoms where it's just like, I can't even talk to you about it? Yes. I feel like that's how I am with Beyonce now. Like, I really just can't talk about her because, like, if you don't hold her in the highest of regard, I just can't, like it'll anything you say will just make me upset. So I just prefer to just not speak about her with people, <laughs> you know. Hey, I've been there with Ariana. Mm-hmm. If you can't speak the utmost respect about the person I love so much and hold to the highest regards, then why are you trying to talk to me why at all? Why are you talking? Like why are you talking? Like, we don't even we don't even need to talk. We don't have anything to say, actually, because I don't like you. We actually have nothing to say. Um, I was also, I was also gonna talk about um to finish off this episode. Um, I was gonna talk about Gaza and like, cause I haven't talked about it really since um, Hamas was first like taking over Israel. I haven't talked about it since then. And since then, everything has, you know, gotten a million times worse. Yeah. Have you eaten dinner? Yep. I just ate before I called you. What did you eat? At A&W. It was great. I got it after work. Nice. Um, And I mean, everyone sort of knows what's going on because 
if you don't, then wake up. Where have you been? Wake up. But it's just like crazy. And from an outside perspective, like we, as people who get to sleep soundly at night, the least, and I literally mean the least we can do is just talk about it boycott the companies that we can boycott there's so many more being discovered like every day Mm -hmm. and some of them break my heart to know that you know y'all are going against what's good like nike took me out yeah it's a shame but it's like also what do you expect you know what i mean like it's like i i'm not surprised i'm just upset yeah Yeah. And I think it's like a weird thing because, you know, I had someone ask me today, so you're going to stop wearing your Air Forces? And it's like, no, because I already bought them. Yeah, they're mine. They're mine. I did pay for them prior to, Mm -hmm. but I won't buy more right now or for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then today I was eating munchies and Doritos are in munchies and my mom goes you're eating Doritos and it's like mom this is a half open a half eaten bag that we bought like a week ago before we knew we're just not gonna buy any more but that doesn't mean I can't finish this bag we currently have Mm -hmm. they're not poisoned like yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're just not gonna buy any more so and same thing Pepsi that also killed me Because that means I can't have Slurpees for a while. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Because you know what? I'm not actually going to die. But you know who is? The people in Gaza. The people in Gaza. Who need support. Who need us to advocate for them. To speak up on their behalf. To share the, the terrible things. Like yesterday, I woke up. I turned on my phone. The only thing that I see on social media is everything that's happening. And one of the first videos I see on someone's story, a journalist in Gaza, is a body being pulled out of the rubble and this person's head falling off. I can't watch those videos. And it's like, it breaks my heart when they come across my feed and I like, I can't look away. But I try, I try most, I really don't watch stuff like that because like, I genuinely cannot, even though I think it's good that it's out there and people should be watching I really can't but like everyone now and then I do watch it and I'm just like it's it's unreal what I'm looking at Mm -hmm. like it's like it looks like I'm watching a war movie like this looks like a set like there's no way it's that bad but those are real people that were alive an hour ago and they got bombed to oblivion and now their skin is ash and their eyes are falling out because there's no body attached anymore Mm -hmm. it's insane and it's it's these these innocent civilians who were not the ones who did the equally as terrible things that happened by the hands of Hamas. Like what happened in Israel last month or two months ago was disgusting. Like like it it was, you know, innocent people being tortured in the worst ways, being killed in the worst ways. But the people who are paying for it in Gaza were not the ones who did this to 
the Israeli people. It was the government, just like the government is doing this to Gaza. And it's just like you guys are killing the wrong people. You want to you want to end this? There's a different way that thing like this needs to happen. It's these innocent people are in their homes already terrified for their lives and they're they're being bombed in the middle of the night during the day in the hospital at home on the street just like anywhere they're searching for food they're searching for water they're searching for a safe place to be and yet they can't find any of that they're searching for their family members who they lost and they can't find them like that is hell and the least we can do is not go to McDonald's, not go to Starbucks, post about it, talk about it. You know, if you have a different opinion, we can talk about it. But it's... Okay, <laughs> respectfully. Yeah, but it's like... Yeah, because it really does feel... um, Like, I really am genuine when I say, like, the civilians of Israel didn't deserve what happened to them. The civilians in Gaza don't deserve what happened to them. It, to me, should not be in the hand, like, it shouldn't be taken care of in this way. Um, and so when I talk about, like, Israel being bad, I'm not talking about the civilians. I don't, I'm not talking about them. I'm saying the government. And same thing when I say what happened to israel on in october is not at the hands of the civilians it's at the hands of hamas so it's just like when i say ugh, it's just like it's such a hard thing to talk about because everyone is hating on people for whatever side they pick on or on i mean and it's just like at the end of the day i'm on the side of the civilians not the government and, and just to be clear being on the side of all civilians means being pro-Palestine. So if you're pro-Israel, you're a Zionist, and you're supporting supporting a government that is displacing and committing a genocide on a bunch of people. And also the Israeli government doesn't care about their own citizens because if they wanted the hostages, there wouldn't be 20,000 Palestinians dead. Period. Period. Yeah. It, 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 I... Have never and you 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 maybe I don't know I have never seen anything like this. I think that's like maybe where we differ. I think so because I this sounds so bad so like to don't I won't wrong when I say this I won't I don't what happened in October to the Israeli civilians is so horrible and I don't like I don't 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 make any mistake that I don't think it's horrible. But how many people died? Like, what, 2,000, maybe? Mm -hmm. Something like that, maybe, I don't know. But, like, what happened in Israel, as horrible as it is, because that's so many lives still, like, that's so many Yeah, and they're innocent. Who are innocent, who are just trying to live, who died because of a government that had, like, and it, it doesn't matter why. The point is, innocent people died and were murdered, and it's gruesome and horrible. But when that happened the way people were talking about it was so it felt like i was like living in a different universe because the way people speak like the shock in people's voice and the way people were like i can't believe this is happening and the way people were like 
this is the biggest attack on Jewish people since the Holocaust, which is probably true. Like, people are acting like we have entered the Stone Age or something. And in my mind, I'm like, it's horrible, but it's not new. Civilians die every single day. And I don't mean that in the, like, innocent people die every day. We all have to keep living. I mean, there are terrorist organizations. There are oppressive governments everywhere every single day that are killing so many people. And I am, I don't even like saying I'm Ethiopian anymore, but like I'm, I'm Ethiopian. And what most people don't know because it's not mainstream news and it has nothing to do with Western forces, even though they could step in and help or could have. But for the past three years, four years in Ethiopia, there has been, uh, I would call it a civil war, but it was just a genocide against, um, an ethnic group, Tigaru people from like, like the Tigray region. I am from Tigray. My, both my parents are from Tigray. And it's over a million dead. Like, dead. Like, and we had no communication. My dad couldn't talk to his mom. My, we couldn't talk to, my dad's brother was like missing because he was part of the TPLF and he was trying. And it's, and so I was watching these people get murdered and murdered every single day and it was affecting my life here. And so seeing that much death, it's, horrible and it's not like i'm desensitized to it but it's like i know that this is a reality of the world and so for people to act so shocked that it happened to israel i'm like why are we shocked that it's it's, this happens all the time like it happens all the time and that's why it's it's surprising to me that people are like so moved by this because it's like this is just another day unfortunately for me yeah and this is it's definitely you can tell that for me this is not new because i know terrible things happen in the world but i've never seen something like this because i'm italian and like what shit goes down in italy nothing like nothing compared to this what shit goes down in canada where i live nothing and so for me and like where i come from it's just privilege it's privilege everywhere I've never had to fear my life because of my nationality and my race or my religion. And and that's just not the same for m- many other people. So, yeah, for me, this is like something that's disgusting, which is it's disgusting for you, too. But I mean, it's just like new because yeah, i've never I, had I get it. it's jarring if you're if you're not like seeing it a lot yeah but i did want to ask because i do every time you post about ethiopia like i read everything and then i go and i try to learn more too um you posted about it a month ago maybe maybe i don't know but um i did want to ask because it's like Everyone is posting about what's happening now in Israel and Gaza. And people have posted about what's been going on in, you know, other places. And it's like, we need to post about this, da-da-da-da-da. And it becomes really famous and, like, well-known to everyone. Do you think it would help Ethiopia if Ethiopia was getting the same attention? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Like, I want to say it would. Um, it's it's a little different now because they have reached, I'm not going to call it peace, but 
there's like some kind of resolution now um after, but that took three years mm. um and while it was happening like in the thick of it I was thinking like I just wish people would talk about this more mm-hmm. because it was like it really was like it, it did shift my my life a lot like mm-hmm. and my family's life like there's a lot of people who I grew up with like families wise not necessarily like the kids I grew up with that like we do not speak to anymore a lot like a lot a lot of people like the Ethiopian community is split now mm. to Tigray like Tagato people which is the people who are being oppressed by people we just don't talk to them anymore and they don't talk to us we have a different church now because we're not welcome there and we don't want to be there and that's just like my life here it's like it's not even to say about all the people who are dying in in Tigray like my grandma lives there mm. and my a lot of my family lives there and a lot of people I know live there and it's just it's just heartbreaking because it's what's going on in like for context like what's going on in Palestine and Israel like it's um Israel's like a it's a superpower and it's it's a very famous like dispute like the Israel-Palestine conflict has been going on for forever and so Israel isn't gonna obliterate like what is Palestine in one go even if they could have but and even though the death toll is really high right now in Palestine it's nothing compared to what's going on in Ethiopia because and I was talking to my dad about this he was saying because the difference is that like Israel's gonna drop bombs and they're gonna destroy and they're gonna displace but in Ethiopia they're going for blood the soldiers are going out with the the purpose to kill and to rape and to just like destroy families like that it's not and they'll they're saying obviously it's for different reasons we're going after a terrorist group we're going after these people they can talk 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 but it doesn't matter and yeah it would be nice to have eyes on there and i really hope that would have made a difference but at the same time like is ethiopia is not allies with um canada and america you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. the way israel is yeah even though, like, they do have a good... I don't know. I don't know so much about geopolitics. It's not like they're, like, enemies, but, like, it's not like America and China. But it's, mm-hmm. like, they're not they're not necessarily helping Ethiopia oppress Tigray, but they, they're not stopping it, and they could. And so that's... And it's not, like, just because the, the common people, like, civilians, don't know about what's going on in Ethiopia. Uh, elective officials do. Like, they... I, obviously like the governments know what's going on it's these are like global politics but they're not going to get involved especially for an african country like the the globe doesn't care about africa at the end of the day and it's it's just it's just really heartbreaking because like egypt and like eritrea and like all these other countries are like helping to like oppress my people and like literally murder my family and my friend's family and stuff like that and I was like really upset about it for a long time. But then when all this stuff happened with Israel and Palestine, I was talking to my dad and I just remember thinking like, I can't imagine how much angrier I would have been if the if the world did have an eye on what was going on in Ethiopia. And I had to listen to like 50% of the people saying things like, well, the Tagaro people rebelled, they're being they're being used as human shields Ethiopia like all this propaganda and I would have to hear people calling my people like rebels and they deserve it and I hope they obliterate them and how people talk about Palestine I can't I honestly I couldn't handle it 
I wouldn't be able to handle that. And so I, a part of me is like a little bit grateful that nobody cares about Africa. Not really, but it's like, at least there's that because I really don't think I could handle the way people are speaking about Palestine if they're speaking about Tigray like that. Got me tearing up. Yeah, it's a shame. It's it's honestly, it's just, it's it that that's what I mean is that like, imagine you, this was your country and like that that's something that you are have been acutely aware of for the longest time, and then the ha- Hamas attack on Israel happened. Like it doesn't make it better. Like I'm not happy that civilians died. It's still just as heartbreaking. But when that has been something that I've been like living and thinking about every single day for the past three years it's not like like you can see how i would be a little bit like i'm sorry why do we all suddenly care you know yeah like the world doesn't care about innocent lives so it's like i why now confused you know yeah like what makes what makes you more important than my people right and it's like i'm i've already come to I'm not like, I, I've already come to terms with the fact that like people don't care. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that's something that I'm like, I still like cry about and stuff. Cause it's just, it is what it is. Like it's horrible, but like people don't care about black lives globally. It doesn't matter where, where we are and nobody cares about Africa at all. So it's, it's just a shame, but it's like, it's, that's why I feel just extra empathetic towards Palestine because it's the same thing for them. Like, uh, while the Hamas ta- attack was horrible, Palestine has been enduring this for a hundred years or whatever the hell. And so, to for you to be your people to be enduring like genocide and displacement and co- co- colonization for that long, and for you to be in a position like that, and then a terrorist organization attacks that country. And now suddenly there's all these eyes. And now suddenly it's, we support Israel and it's like, they they have the right to defend themselves. Like, how about eat a bag of dicks? Because you did not care and you do not care about innocent lives. You just, and I give grace to people who just didn't know because fair enough, you know what I mean? You don't know until you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't get mad at every single person for not knowing everything that's going on in the world. I don't know everything that's going on in the world, you know? Yeah. But it's just like a shame that like, it's it's just a shame because at the end of the day it's the fact that it's brown people you know mm-hmm. like we can we can pretend it's not but it is and i think that i'm really tired of like the anti-semitism um like shtick that people like to do that mm-hmm. if you support palestine or if you speak out against israel or if you yeah if you don't condemn hamas or whatever then you're anti-semitic mm. what does this have to do with jewish people like i yeah. don't I don't, I frankly don't give a fuck because it, the Holocaust is horrible and it happened and I, I, it, it wasn't, it didn't even happen that long ago. So I know that people are reeling and I understand that it's horrible. I do understand because mm-hmm. I live it right now, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't, I don't like, I don't even like the way we speak about the Holocaust as if Jewish people are the only people who understand great loss because mm-hmm. they're not, unfortunately they're not. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, every other group in the world has experienced great loss and the the fact is that the reason that we care now is because it's over and now jewish people are considered oh never mind i don't want to talk about it anymore but it's just like 
I, it's not that I don't think that what happened is horrible. It's not that I don't think that Israelis or Jewish people don't deserve like freedom or something like that. It's nothing like that. It's just the fact that like they don't deserve it at the cost of other people's like land and will and like right to live and be free you know yeah and to say that that's anti-semitic is just i think it's just like spitting at what actual anti-semitism is because it, it is a really big problem in the world and i just think it's just such a shame look you said everything so beautifully and i felt so dumb having you say everything and me shoving you in front of the microphone just like just say it in the mic so they can hear you but I agree everything was very well said and we can end it there because you said it so perfectly that I certainly can't say anything else yeah it's fine it's fine I get it it's like it's fine yeah um so we're gonna end off these conversations are very important Take what you heard here. Hey, new information for me. Certainly new information for you guys. And talk about it. Share everything. This is a small podcast, but the few of you that do listen, tell your people and they'll, your people will tell their people and so on and so forth. And that's how change and the world goes round. So thank you guys for listening. Educate yourself. Boycott the companies. We got lots of information to learn about the world in general, not specifically just Israel and Gaza, but everywhere in the world. So let's put in the work, be better people, be a better world, make change, choose good in your life. And we'll do that. We'll start there. Okay. Bye everyone. Wow.